everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode 88 overall, or season two, episode 38. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And uh, Craig, we are back for another week. Free agency is now two weeks in. We've seen a drastic slowdown, as we expected. Yes. Uh, but first, before we even get to um, the beer, episode 88 has a bonanza of Hall of Fame numbers. It does. Tony Gonzalez was 88. Marvin Harrison was 88. Michael Irvin was 88. Uh, Lynn Swan was 88. There's some other guys, too, but they're not as notable as those guys. And believe it or not, Chris Carter wore 88 for five games as a Miami Dolphin to end his career. Wow. Do you really want to end your career with the Dolphins? No. Do you really want to end your career at number 88? Apparently, you Apparently. are if you're Gonzalez, Harrison. Okay, so look. Tony Gonzalez, yep. Marvin Harrison, yeah. Michael Irvin, Lynn Swan. Wow. Pick one. Just one? Pick one. Oh, and yes, I understand Gonzalez, Tony is a, a tight end. Hmm. I'm going to take Marvin Harrison. Just yeah. no sure hands. Yeah. No, I have to agree with you on that one. All right. And now I, mean, I didn't see Lynn Swan play, so. Oh, well, and I mean, it, I've seen recordings. Of it. Yeah. I didn't see it live. I mean, yeah. but I mean, that's the problem with, you know, you're in a league that's 100 years old. Yeah. I never saw Otto Graham play, but he still has, I think he's three of the two or three of the top five yards per attempt all time season wise. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I think it's two of five. He's he's two of the top five yards per attempt. So on that on that note, I'm reaching into the magic cooler. There's Craig magic has cooler. put two beers into the magic cooler. Yes. And so I will reach in and pick out one randomly. We'll try them both over the course of the episode. So here we go. All right. He's going in. I have come back with a yellow can from Relic. Called the Gristling. <laughs> it's got a small, uh, happy-looking Gr- imp. Imp? Gremlin? Gremlin is a good word for it. Um, but he's, uh, I-, I don't know what he's doing. He's got some sort of pot and some wheat and, um, okay, we're just going to go ahead and open, open that, that up. You didn't, you didn't do your joke. Oh, well, we have a lot of cans. That's true. We have a lot of cans. All right, I can <laughs> tell you right now the smell on this is sh- Good, good. Brit, again, is a master pourer. Well, it's kind of what I do with the side job. He is. Um, and, you know, thanks again to Adam last week for those beers. The source. The source is very good. The source came through. Oh, that was a bad pour. <laughs> that's actually pretty even if you don't count the foam. Yeah, Craig got about an ounce more than I did. But that's okay because there's um, plenty of beer in the Magic Cooler. <laughs> there is. So there let's is. see what this thing. It's got a strong nose. A very, very strong nose. Yep. All right, go ahead. You Great. first. All right. Let's I'm going to check out the color of it. It's uh, it, oh, no light penetration. It's light colored, but it's almost, it's juicy. It's juicy looking when I put it up to the light. Wow. That is juicy. It is. It's not. Wow. It's still juicy. It's real, ju- like overly juicy or just really juicy. To, going by the smell of it. I didn't think it would be this juicy. Like there's no dryness at all, especially in the aftertaste. And I get like a hint of grapefruit at the end, but yeah, not, I do. not much. I get grapefruit. Ooh. Yeah, right at the very end. Um, it feels like the hops and the juice are competing for my attention. Like the hops on the smell. But well, not... the hops on the smell, but I'm getting a little hop on the taste. A little. But it's kinda like it's kinda like that kid in the playground who's just holding another one back and he's just running full steam, like, let me go, let me go. And the guy's like, No, no, you're no. not gonna buy. The juice is holding back the hops on this. <laughs> That's how it feels to me. Not bad. Um, but I definitely would have one of these. And you are. Yes. Yeah, I did some uh, computer work well for my uh, 
niece's husband, and uh, they paid me in beer. Very nice. So I'm okay with that. I got a couple uh, four-packs of pint cans. All right, let's move on. Burning Hot Take questions. All right, so this is another uh, week where I did no preparation until today, and I sat down for five minutes, and (laughs) I ran through all the NFL news and the free agency and whatnot and uh, made some notes and then promptly left the notebook Uh, at work. Right. We're going to have to get Britt start using um, either audio notes or Slack. I use OneNote for work purposes. I just should make a a notebook for, for football. But you can do, do that it. too. You can do that too. I mean, I have got it or on my can... phone. I've got it on the tablet. I got it everywhere. Yeah. Except the piece of paper that I wrote it on today. <laughs> so, all right. So, burning out take questions. Craig, why don't you right. pitch out the first one today? All right. So, <clears throat> this involves a former player of my team, a linebacker. Oh, here we go. Named Vontez Burfecht. Yes. Now, he is extremely a talented linebacker. Like, he knows the game. He's. He knows what he's doing. Right. He does have problems with aggression. I'm going to say that. I know he does. I mean, he's been suspended multiple times for multiple what's times. been considered dirty plays. Right. I won't pass judgment here. Right. The league has branded them as dirty plays. Right. I, I, as a fan, I recognize that you may not necessarily share that. No, nah, I, I wouldn't say all of them were dirty plays. Okay. I'm not saying that none of them were. But anyway, right. uh, so the Bengals have a new coaching staff. They have decided to part ways with Mr. Perfect. Okay. Uh, he has the very same day he signed a one-year contract with the Raiders. Okay. The Raiders also have someone from the AFC North, namely Antonio Brown. Yes. Do you think, as a team with two players, my cat is asleep. We've bordered it. <laughs> we have two players that are on the same team now that played against each other against two teams who openly hate each other. Do you think this causes any kind of conflict, or you think they forget about it and go forward? If it, if it were a cornerback, if it were a cornerback and a wide receiver, or a lineman, a defensive lineman, and a running back kind of thing, yes, I would say okay. They're, they're gonna have to have they're gonna have to have some chats. They're gonna have a chat. They're gonna go out on Instagram. They're gonna go get drunk together, and then it'll all be fine. They play such different positions. I mean. In all the years that they shared a field together, he rarely would have to cover him. Yeah, I maybe mean, going through the middle, but he's not going to follow him. But it was a bump. For the most part, you know, he'd bump him. Maybe that would be about it. I don't think you're going to have a problem here. I think they're both. They're two guys who both needed somewhere new to go. One by choice, one by necessity, and they were both picked up by the Raiders. And so they're going to sit him down and say, "All right, listen, you need to, you two need to get along." The end. So I, I'm not worried about it. Are you? Would you uh, think that's something an issue? Um, no. Again, for the same reasoning, I don't. I don't think so because they they didn't. You know, they weren't one on one with each other for the most part. Right. Um, I was, however, surprised that they signed him so fast. I did not think he was going to get you know let go and then find another job within two hours. I mean, it's 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 pretty clear that he they the Raiders were the first one who picked up the phone. Yeah. And he was not going to be. He either was not going to be picky. Or he'd already expressed an interest to going to Oakland, so they made it happen. Um, it's a one-year deal, too. I think he's got to be looking at it. I need to go somewhere. And not get suspended right. for a season. <laughs> and he doesn't want to be in the AFC North. He doesn't want to play against his old team. Um, there's that whole revenge BS thing. Your cat's awake now. My God, this cat's bizarre. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that that's – I think it's I think it's a non-story. I'm fine with it. All right. So – all right, so um, my burning hot take question, I'll just blare it out there. What in the holy hell is wrong with Tyreek Hill? Um, 
Yeah, I guess uh, hanging around the wrong people too much, maybe. Do the Chiefs have to release him? Um, I guess it's going to depend on what the Chiefs knew about this incident and if he went the Kareem Hunt route and lied. Well, I think the difference is this is not an old incident. Kareem Hunt lied to the team about an incident that happened months and, beforehand. Right, and then the tape came out and they were like, all right, you're, this is something that apparently just happened recently and um, he's got a history and it's bad. Right. So at this point, I mean, I, I personally think the Chiefs have to release him and now all of a sudden... Two of the holy three pieces that were, or if you want to toss Kelsey into the mix, four, the, the half of the, the the pieces are gone from their championship team, from this team that was going to supposedly win for the next decade. Right. Ugh. The Chiefs have got to drop down the contender ladder now, right? Uh, I think they're okay at running back. You know, I don't know. I don't think if. If Hill isn't there, I don't think Sammy Watkins is going to be able to pick up the slack. <laughs> what about Demarcus Robinson? The guru is big on him and thinks this may be a big opportunity for him to step up. Kind of the I mean, way that Hill stepped up. True, true. But do you know. think as a Chief fan, do you think he can do that? No, I think every this, week. I think we're going to have to cut Hill, and I think it's going to cost us two to three wins this year. I do. Not, I, but you're okay with your running back situation. No, I'm not you're okay not. with any of this. I'm not okay with anything that's happened in the last 12 months with my Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> not at all. I'm not okay with the fact that they lost to the Patriots. I'm not okay with the fact that half their team is made up of thugs. You know, the only difference between them and the Pittsburgh Steelers right now is that we actually release our players when they behave badly. <laughs> so Now, I, did they say what actually happened? I know there was an assault with his fiance and then a, someone that was underage. A three-year-old showed up with a broken arm. Ah, That is all we know for sure, is that whatever happened, happened. And a three-year-old broke his arm, and there was a fight between him and his fiance, reported. Right, but it wasn't his kid. I don't believe no, so. It, no. Right. But child abuse is child abuse. Right. Right. Point. Right. Right. I mean, if he's considered a domestic partner, then then he's then he's in the wrong there. And this is a guy who dropped. He was a first-round prospect, first maybe second round, dropped to the fifth round in the draft. Because he punched a pregnant woman who was pregnant with his kid right. in college and had to answer for that and then dropped all the way. And the, and the Chiefs were like, all right, we'll give you a shot, but you better keep your nose clean. His nose ain't clean anymore. So you got to cut him. So the follow-up yeah. question I'll have is where does he go? The Browns. <laughs> Why not? That's where Kareem Hunt went. So then Patrick Mahomes needs to go out and punch a guy in the street, leave his card, and go, hey, I'm Pat Mahomes. Drop drop some, some racial slurs or something. Get himself cut and end up in Cleveland. Oh, oh my God. I, yeah, it's a mess. It's it messy. Absolute mess. But I think, you know, Andy Reid can make a place for anyone. He can, but this is this is now this just went in my mind from being a team that was one or two pieces away from being a contender to being a team that might win the AFC West. The Raiders have gotten significantly better. Denver doesn't exist in my universe right now. Fair. Because they're just and then bad. who else is there? There's, there's a fourth team out there. It's your division. It's my division. Oh, San Diego. <laughs> Formerly San Diego, now LA. Right. There you go. Okay, Phillip Rivers can't beat an egg. So, in his division, I, it, it'll take it'll take an 8-1 and one start for me to take the Chargers seriously in 2019. <laughs> it will! It'll take a massive... They always start out slow. They always finish strong. And that's kind of Philip Rivers' MO. 
Nobody starts listening to him until about game seven. And by then they're two and five. And all of a sudden it's like, we better win out or we're not going to make the playoffs. And then they somehow get themselves back in the playoff race every freaking year. Keenan Allen, yeah. look at his numbers. They're always trend up by game. Look at his fantasy scores by game, like the last three seasons, average them out. And they just, it's an upward curve. He gets better as the year goes on. The team gets better as the year goes on. They don't start out strong. You always hope the Chiefs get him in weeks one and three because that's a two and zero start. You're gonna the Chiefs are gonna be no worse than two and one. But you put him at the yeah. end of the season, they're screwed. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I, I'm in agree. Tyree Kill's gotta go. There's just, just there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. There is absolutely nothing you can do to, to make this salvageable, in my opinion. So no, even if no one presses charges, no, it doesn't matter. It first off, first off, because it's a minor, depending on the laws of the state. They may not have a choice. The cat is now attacking Craig in an effort to distract the podcast. And now Craig scritched her belly and she ran like hell. So it, it, you, you assaulted a minor when it comes to assaulting adults or in or inter- altercations between adults. There is some, I'm not going to press charges. It was a misunderstanding. When it comes to kids, it usually depending on the laws of the state, you don't have an option. The state is now involved at the DCF level, probably Department of Children and Families. I have no idea what they call it, uh, where wherever he is. I don't even know what state has jurisdiction over this. I don't know where this happened, but it, it likely it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the parents want to press charges or not. This is now an issue for the state. Right. So, meh. So there you, meh. <laughs> there's Brit season in a nutshell. Yeah, I, my, my 2019, <laughs> my NFL 2019 is already over, which you know just when, means I'm going to be more attentive to fantasy. Right, so you might as well just start drafting a best ball team now. <laughs> and Demarcus Robinson will be one of the folks I look at. Now, that, that'll be like last year. Last year, we did so many best ball drafts, and we did them right after the NFL draft. April and May, oh, here comes the assaulter. Speaking of things that attack things, the cat has re-entered the studio. Um, I, I did one. I remember, I remember I did one at, at two roads. And I think I talked about this on the air and somebody drafted in like the second round, second round of a best ball draft. They went out and they drafted it was somebody obscene. It was, it was, uh, was it Jameis Winston? It was some quarterback Maybe. and they were like, this guy is the future. No, who's in Houston? Why am I drawing a blank? Who's that guy? Mobile quarterback in Houston. No, not Jameis Winston. No. Uh, what's his name? Oh, why am I? Oh. oh, the one that everyone thought was going to be amazing. Yes, and, and they drafted really one best ball draft. He drafted in the second round, and then the guy lectured us about how stupid we all were. Well, we're <laughs> no. dra- I'm, I'm drafting Tyreek Hill, and he's drafting the, uh, this guy. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? I can see Deshaun his face. Watson. Thank you. He's drafting Deshaun Watson. I'm like, there's seven I, quarter, there's know, seven running backs out there you still. Know, just for the record, I know you know we're we don't get paid to do this podcast, but. Some of the stuff we've said has been spot on. Yes. <laughs> People still argue with us. Yes. Because you know what? And this is the thing. This was said on Guru Elite, and I won't call out the broadcast who said it. There's a million podcasts. There is. There is no regulation of the podcast expert industry. No. At least on like pay sites and serious radio and things like that. These guys get vetted and they've been doing it for a long time. Right. Any two idiots with a cooler full of beer. And a couple of microphones can start a podcast. Exactly. So podcasters in general get a bad rap. We're smarter than most of the idiots out there. <laughs> that doesn't make us. Th- and, and there was an old expression. The king of the monkeys is still a monkey. Okay. Exactly. 
We are the monkey king of fantasy podcasts. We're still a fantasy podcast. We're not professional experts, but Craig's right. We've been right. We warned you about David Johnson last year. We did. We in told August. you to buy in to Zeke, and we stood by that as he struggled to start the year. We told you if Joe Mixon stayed healthy, which he didn't, would be fantastic. <laughs> we were right on those things. Yes. Absolutely 110% right. So, I, so I'm, yeah. I'm getting. I'm, so, just, you know, next time you try to send us a video of someone jumping on a pool, yeah, and tell me that's run that's, for 200 yards a game. Yeah. Remember that he plays for an offense that was so bad, their head coach didn't survive a full year. He did and not. Now spend, their quarterback is going to get traded. He did not spend 365 days in the job. I'm getting ready to celebrate my 10th anniversary of my current job. This guy didn't last a year. So anyway, uh, question yeah. the third to you. Believe it or not, we spent yeah. 17 minutes babbling. Hey, I, hey, it's and happens. we're through a beer. I'm getting the other one. Go on. All right, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, my next question is actually something I just mentioned. Okay. Um, David Johnson? So, no, well, his quarterback. Oh, Rosen, yeah. Rosen. Yeah, he stinks. Oh, uh, he does. Bush. Thank you. Uh, what did you open there, Britt, before we get into oh, the Oh, yeah, question? I don't know. What is this? That's that's a pink can you got there. It's from Kent Falls. It's called Line Aversion. <laughs> it is an IPA, I think. I do like Kent Falls stuff. <laughs> Double Awkward Hug is one of my favorites of theirs of all time. Imperial Pale Ale, 6%. Kent Falls Brewing has really taken off. They really have. They've grown a lot. Yes, they have. So, anyway, so Josh Rosen, you're going to ask me a question about Josh Rosen. Right. So, I've seen a lot of a lot of talk that, um, you know, they've taken, he's taken down pictures of uh, the Cardinals on social media, even though he said he was hacked, which I don't believe. No, I don't either. I don't either. Um. The Giants, I hear a lot of rumors that the Giants may want him. Giants pick fifth. The Giants have two first-round picks. If you're the Giants, do you give up one of those picks to take Rosen from the Cardinals so he can have a year under Eli? No. Because he has, because you know he's fallen out of favor already, you can get him cheaper than a, than a first-round pick. You should absolutely be able to get him for something cheaper than a first-round pick. What did they but get after- for Odell? I'd have to look that up. But after what the Titans gave up to get Tannehill, like tight, they they what did the Titans give up to get Tannehill? They they gave away a lot of stuff. <laughs> and while I look this up, why don't you describe that beer? Okay, so um, I, I gave the bait in line aversion. It is I'm holding it up to the light. It is very murky, like the last one. Um, just for folks who who don't know what the hell murky means, light. So there's three things I judge beer on: nose. Light penetration and taste. Taste, of course, being the primary. But nose tells you a lot about what you can expect in taste. Light penetration can tell you about the thickness a great deal. Light doesn't penetrate Guinness. You hold a glass of Guinness up to the light, you know what you see? Guinness. You hold a glass of Bud Light up to the light, you know what you see? The light. So the light penetration matters. When I say murky, it means I can see light coming through, but I can't see through it. It's a thicker... Um, kind of darker liquid, but it doesn't prevent all light from getting through. So this is a golden color, and uh, it, it I haven't checked the nose. Let me check the nose here real quick while Craig is looking that up. Okay, the nose is a little hoppy. I don't get as much juiciness off of the nose as I did in the last one, so let's try this because Craig... He's sipping. 
He's... Oh, yes. Oh. Brim... Oh, yes. <laughs> Brimmy found a new beer. Oh, yeah. It's hoppy without being hoppy. Oh, interesting. All right, let me try this. It's it's a touch Ooh. juicy, but it's not mega juicy. Yeah, the nose on this is really telling. The smell of it is, is pretty solid compared to what it tastes. Wow, that's weird. But it's good. You know, it's like a, it's juicy. It's like it's definitely not as juicy as the last beer we just correct. had. Correct. But it's very smooth. And, and you're the aftertaste is a little is the dry hops. Is a little bit of the dry hops. So <clears throat> it tells you I'm an IPA, but it doesn't throw hops in your face. Right. And it says I'm made with a little bit of juice, but it doesn't scream I'm juicy. Wow. wow. This is subtle. Yeah, I guess that's the word. The, it's subtle. It's subtle. It's and subtle, very but smooth. It's, but it's got a nice flavor profile. I could absolutely <laughs> sit here and drink this all night, but we only have another half hour of time. Yeah, well, so. that's all right. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Okay. So uh, right. what did you find so, out? So um, they the Titans traded away a 2020 fourth-round pick, a 2019 seventh-round pick, in exchange for Tannehill and a ninth in a 2019 six-round pick. So let's talk about that. Why was this trade made? Is this the Titans putting fear into Mariota? Is this the Titans putting Mariota on notice? Or is this the, the Titans, Titans preparing a, to move on? The Titans are a dumpster fire. <sighs> They're not quite. See, when I, <laughs> when I think dumpster fire, okay, I think Miami. I th- Cleveland or Miami. Well, Cleveland the last couple decades. Yeah, right. Um, Definitely Miami, and Miami this right year. now, or or Arizona. I mean, the Titans don't forget they were an AFC semifinalist in 2017. They were, you know, and then upset I don't, the Chiefs. I don't know what happened. Like Mariota couldn't throw, Corey Davis couldn't catch. They could Nobody can run the ball. Here, here's the thing, and I heard this the other day when this trade was announced. Marcus Mariota is through four full years as as a Titan and and as an NFL quarterback. He has yet to play 16 games in a season. And he has yet to pass for 3,500 yards in a season. What does that, how long are you going to let this go on before you realize this guy is not going to live up to his potential? And is Ryan Tannehill the answer? Also injury prone. Or the threat? Mm, I think he's a threat. Now, is this a direct threat or is this an indirect? Because it's different. Sometimes you bring in a guy and you say, Tan- and a player goes to you and goes, Tannehill's here now, man. Your job's not safe. And sometimes a coach walks up to you and goes, Tannehill's going to take some of the first team reps just so we can get him out there and see what he can do. And those are two different types of threats, two different levels of threat. Right. Which one is it? Is this is this a coach level threat or is this a we're looking over our shoulder kind of threat? I almost feel like it's looking over your shoulder kind of threat, especially after the Titans year last last season so it's a lower kind of threat it's not yeah. as bad as hey we're splitting first team reps to see who the, the it's not an open right. competition right but i think it's like as soon as Mariota like screws up he, i don't know that like he's, what if the titans go oh and three and he's a starting quarterback they i think take, he's a, they, and i think he's a restricted free agent next year yeah i think he's 2020 uh, if the nfl's doesn't isn't in a strike he has a new team does is ryan Tannehill now the new ryan fitzpatrick let me just talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's go there. Ryan Fitzpatrick. The and I know smartest man in football. He is. And I know he went to Harvard, so maybe he is the smartest man in football. Well, we don't know if he got in on his own merit. That's all going to hell. <laughs> um, he, what, like, he is amazing. 
Two years, eleven million with Miami. By the way, with Miami, he's going to be the starting quarterback, and they, of a team that's going to win three games, right? And draft his successor, right? And he already knows that, which is what he does. Um, he is also going to get up to twenty million in incentives. Yeah. So before this contract, he has made over, I think, sixty million dollars. Yeah. All he does is go to team to team. He he starts like eight he's games. A vulture. He's a he's smart. He's a vulture. <laughs> when Ryan Fitzpatrick walks through your door, your leg he spontaneously was a, He was a snaps. Bengal. He was a Jet. He was a Bill. <laughs> he was a Buccaneer. He might have been somewhere else. Was he a t- Dolphin at one point? Before this? It, like before, yeah. Like, before, like uh, after the I'll Bills. look it up. He's been everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. He really has. Oh, my God. Which which is going to segue nicely after Craig looks that up into our, our main topic tonight, which is. Which we actually agency. do have one. We do. I want to talk about the free agency of, of quarterbacks and the guys who are still out there and what the All hell. All right. So you ready for this? Yeah. Um, L.A., Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tennessee, Houston, the Jets, and Tampa Bay. I've been everywhere. <laughs> so he hasn't been a Dolphin, but and that it was feels the, like he's that been was a Dolphin. the L.A. Rams, just to be specific. The L.A. Rams. <laughs> the, man's, the man's a genius. And you know what? This is the beautiful thing about the offseason. We can just ramble about the topics that matter. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick fantasy relevant? It yes. Might. Yes, he yes, is. He, will he be is now. no worse than QB 30. <laughs> now, does that mean in a deep league, our, our league is set up to carry up to three quarterbacks? That makes him rosterable. Are you willing to take a flyer on him? Wow. You know he's going to have five good games a year. Put him on a best ball. Wow. So I just, looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick's teams, um, the, the, one of the links that was in there about the NFL news, um, yeah. Giants trade for Josh Rosen. It's done? In a, no, no, no. It's a, it's a mock draft someone did. Oh, my God. They give up a second round pick to the Cardinals. That's, 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 that's I think, market value. I think that's appropriate. You that would, would be do appropriate. That. If you were the Cardinals, you would do that. Yes. If I'm, if I'm, if I want Kyler Murray, then that, that's what I do. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone with the Giants. Am, unless, unless everyone in the room is saying I want Kyler Murray, I'm shopping the pick. Yeah. Because Rosen can still be salvaged. I think his he, work ethic stinks. He, right. That's a separate topic but he is a pocket passer like eli so it's already what the giants have set up and it's already what their their and offense that's not really how arizona is set up so you're right right so you know what he's it, not running around like patrick mahomes at all so my conversation with the giants <laughs> is if you think eli is going to stick around for a year or two anyway are you willing to give me more for that one pick so you can get kyler murray are you willing to get me your first and second round pick or your first and your third round pick in order to get Kyler Murray and will Arizona trades down to the five, you can get two really good pieces at first and third, but you have to be convinced that Rosen is salvageable. If you've decided Rosen can't be salvaged, then it's time to move on. Then the giants call and go, listen, we're interested in Rosen or Murray. Okay. Rosen for a bag of chips. I'll send the paperwork in the morning. Good night. That's what you do. But I don't know. I don't know what Arizona, And we also don't know what Arizona's consensus is on Kyler Murray. There is a ton of subterfuge that goes on at that one pick. Oh, yeah. Ton of subterfuge. 
I mean, think about last year. All the quarterbacks, they were like, oh, we're looking at all of them. We're talking to this guy. We're talking to that guy. They, then there was a brief rumor they weren't going to take a quarterback at one, which no one believed. It could be anything. So, I don't know. All right, on to but, our main story tonight. Yes, yes. Our main story tonight is we're going to focus on the quarterbacks that have been signed, and more importantly, the quarterbacks that are still out there. Okay. Who's fantasy relevant? Who's not? I'm going to go right down the list as it's posted on Roto World. All right. Nick Foles to Jacksonville. Four years, $88 million. Rank him now. Give him a, give, give me a range. Okay, again, everything's in range. So in Fantasy range. Yeah, so a starter is the top 10. A backup is 10 through 20. After, like, 21 through... Uh, okay, I'm a beer and a half in. So a starter's top 10. Okay. Backup is 10 through 20. 20 plus is deep leagues only. Where do you put Nick full? Is he a starter? Is he a backup or is he deep only? He at hmm, Jacksonville. Uh, I would put him at a backup. I put him at backup right now too, but he could be a starter. He by could the end be. Of the year. He easily could be by week five. You could be starting could, him. Absolutely. In, in a fantasy league. In right. A, we're talking about right. fantasy right now. Yes. Get him as your second quarterback in every best ball league you draft. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, $7.25 million, one year in New Orleans. Anything happens he's, to Drew Brees, he's the man. First, if, second, or third tier? If he, he, third. Third tier. No question. Unless you draft Drew Brees and you want his backup. <laughs> Unless Drew Brees falls over and dies, and he hasn't done that in a while. So, okay. Tyrod Taylor to the Chargers, two years, $11 million. Same. Phillip Rivers with a passion that <laughs> But it's the same thing. Time. If you have Phillip Rivers and you want – you know, you want to, you know, handcuff him, then yes. Yeah. Blake Bortles. We are out of Bort license plates. <laughs> one year, $1 million, LA Rams, Super Bowl. What tier? Two. He's tier zero. He's above <laughs> tier one. You, you, um, okay, so honestly. Um, he got a million, he only got a million dollars? One year, one million is what I'm reading on the screen right now. That sounds wrong. That. Unless they had to pay him whatever Jacksonville owed him. No, because it was a relief. Well, maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just looking at the screen. Roto World says one year, one million. All right. So, I'm sorry. What tier did you put him in? Um, I said two. If you have Goff, he's a yeah, tier two. Yeah, this is, these pretty much are becoming all handcuff calls. If, <laughs> if, he's, if you have Goff, he's tier two. If you don't have Goff, he's tier three. Right. Jared Goff isn't exactly the most durable Rams quarterback no, I've seen he, since he, Jim Everett. He scrambles around a lot. Runs and, around for his life. And that's all you need is one hit. Just let ask me, Carson let Wentz. Let me say this right now. If anything happens to Jared Goff, and I'm putting this on record. Yes. What's today's date? Here we go. Here we go. March 20th. Yep. If anything happens to Jared Goff, Blake Bortles is a top 10 quarterback in 2019. That's right, Cinch. You heard it here. You heard it here. (laughs) Sean just scribbled that down on a piece of paper. Blake Bortles, top 10. That's it. Because honestly, because he has 12 people to throw to. He's made for that system. The guy is a statue who can literally, if they can correct the physical issues with his arms, he can hurl it anywhere. And he's in a one year deal. If he hits the field, he's playing for his career. He is going to chuck it everywhere into everyone. And all of a sudden, oh my God. Everyone wants Blake Bortles. His third or fourth target is better than his best target was a year ago in Jacksonville. The end. All right, moving on. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, two-year, $11 million with Miami. Oh, uh, number one. Second tier. <laughs> second tier. But he's second tier. He is. And a, and a best ball, he is absolutely second tier. So, uh, Trevor Simeon's going to back up in the Jets. Nah. I'm just going based on the list here. Yeah. Th- third tier off the radar. Brett Hundley off the radar. He's in Arizona. Ryan Griffin, Tampa Bay off the radar. AJ McCarron in Houston, one year, $3 million. Third tier. Uh, I would put him at second for a if handcuff. If you've got Watson, you handcuff. If you've right. got Watson, and, oh, you handcuff. Say anyone doesn't know, handcuff means you draft the person's backup. And you drop him the week that they're off because you need to pick up somebody <laughs> who can start. And right. that is when you pick up Ryan right. Fitzpatrick. Exactly. Yeah, uh, AJ McCarron's one, one of the people I wish the Bengals kept. Austin Davis has formerly retired. I didn't know he was still in the league. <clears throat> Derek Anderson, one year with Buff. One Derek year, Anderson's one million. still playing? <laughs> yes. W- 35 years old. One year, $1.1 oh, million. In portals? He got $100,000 more than Blake Bortles. This is a travesty. <laughs> this is a travesty. This is a miscarriage of justice. The level of like WWF. <laughs> this is like the Iron Sheik reaching into his trunks and pulling out a foreign object right there. Just saying. Okay. He's going to be backing up in Buffalo, though. Mm. How confident are we in the Josh Allen experiment? He gets hit a lot. So. Injury is the only way it derails, right? Though, right. I mean, they're not going to pull yeah. him because he stinks. No, no. I think he just, he gets hurt and then. And no. So, so Josh Allen, where do you tier him? He's tier two at best for me. He might be tier yeah. three. <clears throat> I would say too. Yeah, I agree because he's on the Bills. The Bills have no one. <clears throat> literally, they literally have no one to throw to. No, who they just signed a tight end. No, Charles Clay signed in Oakland. Yeah. Oh no, no, they signed um, Croft from the uh, Bengals. He's gonna last three games. He might not make it out of mini camps. <laughs> you cannot play. Ty- you cannot be named Tyler and play for the Cincinnati Bengals without becoming injury prone. Yeah, the Bengals re-signed Efert, and he's a very talented tight end, but I don't know why they did. I've said it before on the air, and I'll say it now again. The best team I played against in Draft.com this year was a guy whose name was Efert My Back. <laughs> One word, and it was a, a picture of a guy holding a pulled back and a Photoshop Tyler Eifert's face smiling onto this guy's head. Yeah. Best best guy. And I, I beat his ass, by the way. I took his money, <laughs> but that's not the point. Best name ever. So, okay, Derek Anderson, uh, and believe it or not, ready under the heading of, oh, my God, they're still in the league, Matt Schaub, two-year deal with Atlanta, terms undisclosed. Oh. Doesn't really move the radar, right? Mm, no. All right, so here's the guys who are not. still out there. Matt Schaub and Derek Anderson have jobs. Yes. These guys are unsigned. Are you ready? Okay. So I'm Go just gonna, I want you to give me, just say out loud, thumbs up, thumbs down. Who's the worst name on the list I read so far? Derek Anderson? Yes. Okay. Yes. Would you sign this person over Derek Anderson? Brock Osweiler. Thumbs up. Robert Griffin. Uh, is he broken still? Uh, always. <laughs> Thumbs <laughs> up. Thumbs up. You would still sign him over, over Derek Anderson? Yeah. Okay. Sam Bradford. Thumbs up. No. No. no? There is no, no universe in over which you Derek start. Derek Anderson? There is no, re- no universe in which you sign Sam Bradford. Uh, Josh McCown. Uh, definitely thumbs up. Geno Smith. Knee. Uh, down. Josh Johnson. Down. Tom Savage. Down. Joe Webb is still in the league. <laughs> down. <laughs> David Fails. Who? Okay. Mike Glennon. <laughs> down. Blaine Gabbard. 
Dave. God, do you remember when Blaine Gabbert was a starter? <laughs> yes. He was the future. Down. Brandon Whedon, same same thing. Same. Sean Mannion. No. Matt Ooh. Castle still floating around at 36. What happened to him? He stinks. <laughs> Hey man, he he still went eleven and four or five with the Patriots, so you know he he pointed at Tom Brady and his system and went, "I can play quarterback." Took a boatload of cash from the Kansas City Chiefs and stinks. Mark Sanchez, uh, down. So half these, so Brock Eisweiler, Robin Griffin, Josh McCown, Geno Smith. You would out take, of all of those people, Josh McCown's probably the best. And, one. and he's one of the oldest. He's thirty nine. Josh? Josh McCown is 39 years really? old. Really? Yes. Wow. Are you calling Roto World a liar? It's on the screen. <laughs> it's on the screen. So, um, just saying. Yeah. Uh, here, here's a just random question for you. Okay. Because I want to do running so, backs too. So Yeah, but just, re- just really quick. Yeah. Um, so, the Cowboys sign Randall Cobb. Genius move. Do the Cowboys actually have a real offensive threat now? They always did. His between, name was Zeke. Between Zeke, Cobb, and um, Cooper. See, that's the thing. You can now you can streak Cooper and send Cobb across the middle or vice versa. The question is how how much has Cobb got left? Cobb's only 29. I feel like he's been playing much longer than that. That is what they said on NFL Network. <laughs> like, they said feel they, like he's been around forever. They said they feel like, was he drafted when Antonio Freeman was there? Yeah. Maybe, but Antonio Freeman was like 36. <laughs> it's not. They're from that's, different generations. <laughs> You know, I so hold on, I gotta look it up now. Hold on. Fullbacks. Fullbacks still exist? Oh yeah. Wide receivers. Uh Randall Cup, 28 years old. No, I definitely feel like he's been around much longer than that. It, it just feels that way. Maybe he's been playing since he was 18. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I think he's he was he was the number two right out of college. So he's been playing like eight seasons, and that's why it feels like he's been around forever. So there you go. Randall Cobb. Yeah, I think I think that definitely helps Dallas. I think so Dallas, think Dallas up. wins the NFC East. Yes, because the NFC East is horrible. I think Dallas right now is the clear head and shoulders favorite in the NFC East because the Giants are rebuilding, Philadelphia is dismantling, and Washington is Washington. And Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones. And the damage is dead. So yes. <laughs> and Jerry Jones has built a team that Jerry Jones can be proud of to play in Jerry Jones' stadium. Presented by Jerry Jones on Jerry Vision, which is the only reason he can't say Jerry Jones Vision is because somebody else probably TM'd it. So there it is. All, All right. right. I think I feel I feel like I need one more beer. Sure. There's two more of those uh, cans in there. So uh, what do you want? Let's go with the pink can. All right, pink can for you. All right. What do you? Well, you're you're gonna get the pink can too. I'm gonna reach in and grab whatever I grab. All right, pink can. Yeah, the line of version is a pink can. So. Who cares what color it is? No, I'm just saying. Hey, pull the hey. line of it. Yay! I was secretly hoping for that, but it's Craig's beer, and I didn't want to drink all his beer. But I am going to drink all his beer. All right, let's talk about the running backs. Okay. Le'Veon Bell, 27 years old, four years, 52.5 million, instant impact. Where do you rank him? Same, same thing. Top 10, top 20, top 30. I think he's... Definitely top 10. Is he? <clears throat> With he the is. Jets? Yes. He's definitely top 20. There's no question. Top 15, in my opinion. Is he top 10? I would say, well, here's the thing. He hasn't played for a year. And actually, I saw a report saying he didn't actually mean to sit out the whole year. He didn't think he was going to. <laughs> so what, like his agent talked him into it? No, I didn't read the whole, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing. But yeah, he basically was like, he was only planning to sit out like one game. And then, yeah. 
Oh, so happen. here's the thing. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. So I would say right now, yeah, he's a top 15. Preseason comes, he might you know who go the key, up. You know who the key master of the top 10 is? Who is it? And that's, that's, that's really where you need to start thinking in terms of fantasy. The way I like to rank people is I like to do my top 10. And then I, when I go back and look at it again, I look at the guys who are outside the top 10. I look at number 10 is my key master. Are, are you the key master? Yeah. If if you're if you're better than the key master, then I made a mistake, and that's why my rankings are are fluid. Before I come on the air with them, I redo them seven or eight times every year. The key master is David Johnson, who finished at like number twelve overall or something like that, or number nine, somewhere in that realm. He's probably gonna be my tenth ranked back or my ninth ranked ranked bank. Is Le'Veon Bell better than David Johnson right now? Uh, all. <laughs> Fantasy wise, fantasy, fantasy wise. wise, yes. Then he's then he's a top ten. Yes, then he's a top because 10 because the Jets are more of a cohesive team. Arizona is a mess. Oh my god, so is the Jets though. Yeah, but if you look at Arizona, like they're just a complete mess. Like they have no one. Yeah. They don't even have a quarterback. <laughs> like this is gonna take a lot of pressure off of Darnold. Yes. Um, so well, that's so did be, that's Isaiah Crowell big. did that la- did that that last year. He took a lot of the pressure off of Darnold. That was good. Kareem Hunt, one year, one million with Cleveland. Here's the thing: he's it's gonna miss Cleveland. half the season. He is. He's gonna miss half the season. Is it eight games or eight. six games? I think eight it was games. eight. Six to eight. I don't care. I don't. Maybe it was six. I think. No, I think it was eight. Either way. Either way. You know what? You know what they were talking about? It's sixty percent of the fantasy season, so it must be eight. It doesn't matter to me. It does. It, 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 well, not not what he did doesn't matter to me. His suspension is irrelevant right now. Nick Chubb is there. Nick Chubb is going to be the go-to for the first half of the year. Chubb and Hunt are both mid-tier to me. Period. Because I can't rely on either one. You know what it's like? It's Ingram and Kamara, but on a team that we don't think they're going to do anything running-wise. That's it. He's he's maybe top twenty at season's end, and again, it's like when you drafted Le'Veon Bell last year. You drafted Le'Veon Bell hoping he would show up. He didn't, and it screwed everybody over. Had he shown up, he would have been productive, but he didn't. So, are you? What are you? What are you putting on on Kareem Hunt? Uh, well, here's the thing. What do you do? What are they going to do with um, Duke Johnson? Are they going to trade him? Duke Johnson's done. He's got to go somewhere else. He has got to go elsewhere. He's got to. If you were the Browns, where would you like? Who needs a running back? Who I would, would wait to see who dies first, and then send him to San Francisco because that's where the running backs always drive die first. That's true. That's it. That's true. Matt Breida is not the answer. No. Unless no. the question is, who's the next guy to get hurt? <laughs> I'm right, moving on. Tevin Coleman, San Francisco. <laughs> that was totally accidental. Two years, eight and a half million dollars with San Francisco. And the question is, isn't he fantasy relevant? How long before he dies? Um, I give him till week six because he is injury prone. So I want to put him in the second tier. He's had concussions. He's an RB2 for me. Right. Um, And he has a now, potential. Now, when you say RB2, you mean you're going to start him at your second running back. And he's in the 11 to 20. And I'm guessing most leaves are 10 to 12. So, again, I just I use the top 10 and then the top 20 and top 30 because they're even numbers. I like even numbers for those things. So I put him in the second tier. Um, but he's got to stay healthy and San Francisco has this bizarre tendency to get everybody hurt. They really do. I don't know what's in the water. Um, it's, it's table 17, which (laughs) only my friend Joe McDonough, who I find out does occasionally listen to this, um, will understand. So 
Uh, I'll put Devin Coleman in there. Mark Ingram, three years, 15 million, Baltimore. Is Mark Ingram a feature back? He is in Baltimore. Does, well, do you think, because you're a Mark Ingram fan, does he I have, love Mark Ingram. Does he have it in him to be a feature back? Yes. This isn't going to be like platooning like in, in uh, New Orleans. Yes, next question. You think he can do it? Yeah, because Alex Collins is still there, right? As far as I know, They're yes. going to give him, I mean, don't forget, before Kamara went absolutely berserk, in 2017, Ingram was going to take 75% of the snaps and Kamara was going to take 25%. It ended up being about a 50-50 split. If you 50, if you if you 66-33% split the two of them, Ingram can be very productive. The question is, can Ingram keep himself on the field? He's been injured in his history. He has used drugs more recently to get suspended. If he can stay on the field, he's fine. Mike Davis, two years, $6 million for Chicago. Does it matter? No. <laughs> Moving on. Adrian Peterson, two years, $5.03 million. That extra thirty grand is really staring us in the face. Washington's a tire fire. Yeah, I don't think Alex Smith's ever going to play again. Maybe not, and, and, and that's a possibility. Who'd they trade for? They acquired somebody. Oh, what's his name? Case, was it Case Keenum? Yes. yes, they got Case Keenan from Denver. That's like, what it was. Peterson can be productive. He's 34, but don't expect him to be a feature or feature back. I'm going to put him second tier. Second tier at best, maybe third tier. What do you think? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be. I mean, we drafted him last year. So. Well, we thought he was going to be We strong. thought he was going to take off. And he, you know what? He, that was the beat the addicts. He did. But his, like, out of the five offensive linemen, three of them got hurt. Yeah. And they missed a lot of games, so that definitely affected I hope that. we get invited back to that Beat the Addicts That league. was fun. It really does. It really was. They're a great bunch of guys, and they're just really nice. So, And again, podcasters like us get a bad rap, but they're really good at what they do. So uh, Latavius Murley is the new Mark Ingram. Four-year, $14 million for New Orleans. Relevant? Give me the number again. Four years, $14 million with New Orleans. Uh, I think Kamara's going to yeah. become the feature back. He's going to become the the, 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 the the blow guy. He's going to be the guy who, who just comes in there like when third Kamara... Down or, yeah, third yeah. down. Short yardage. His, his value is going to be in short yardage situations. The problem is, in, for, in goal to go from inside the five, Breeze can go anywhere. This the only true. person who's not going to get score the touchdown is Breeze. He can throw it to anybody. He can hand it off to anybody. It'll happen. So I'm not too worried about it. Carlos Hyde, one year, $2.8 million with Kansas City. Well, you need multiple running backs. <laughs> so maybe. Second, maybe second, third tier. Maybe second. Has potential to be second tier, probably third tier. Andy because Reid makes plays in the dirt. So Yes. <laughs> I go back to that. What was it? The Bleacher Report thing. What was it called? Gridiron Heights. Yep. Where Andy Reid was Doctor Strange. He could look into the future. <laughs> if Carlos Hyde can stay healthy, he can be productive there. But I don't think he's better than second tier at all. Uh, Amir Abdullah. Hey, he look at him. Plays? Yes, he got a one-year deal with Minnesota. Good for him. He's backing up Dalvin Cook, which means he's starting by week three. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Frank Gore. I can't quit you. One year, $2 million, 
in Buffalo. Frank Gore, yes, definitely draft Frank Gore. He is absolutely put a sleeper. In, put him in as a flex. He's a third-tier sleeper because LaShawn McCoy is made of paper mache. I, I, I Yes. And I, I'm going to say this right now, and I'm sorry for it. There is going to be a situation where at some point I'm going to recommend you start Frank Gore in DFS. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. It's a disease. People worry about the amount of beer I drink in this podcast. It's not alcoholism you need no, to worry about. I'm addicted to Frank Gore. <laughs> I can't quit you. I can't quit you. I wish I could quit you. I've never seen that movie, by the way. Me either. All right. Let's wrap this up because we're almost out of time. Uh, who else has been signed? Zach Zenner, nobody cares. Brandon Bolden, nobody cares. Kenjin Barner, nobody cares. Uh, Andre Ellington, nobody cares. Okay, notable names still out there. Okay. Marshawn Lynch. Really? Yes, unsigned. Jay Ajayi is the most yeah, intriguing he's, one. He's broken. All the time. He is broken, listen, he is broken listening to this podcast right now. Yes. Uh, TJ Yeldon. Really? TJ Eldon wants to go wherever that Jay Ajayi goes so that he can get some touches when Jay Ajayi <laughs> gets hurt. Because that's the only way. CJ Anderson is completely fine with sitting on his couch and eating popcorn until all three of your running backs die. <laughs> he will be there when the you Chief, want him the to The Chiefs be. didn't re-sign him? Who? CJ Anderson. The Chiefs? No, he's a Ram. Oh, that's right. That's he's right. He's a Ram. That's and right. he might. I'm hearing bad rumors about Gurley. He's I'm here. I heard. I heard the A word. Yeah, he's got arthritis in his knee, and that, and that, that doesn't, doesn't go away. No, that does arthritis and doesn't I'm, go away. I'm sorry that even though the Rams won't admit it, that was definitely his problem in the Super Bowl. Probably in the playoffs. It probably was. It probably was. <clears throat> Spencer Ware unsigned. Give it time. Darren Sproles. <laughs> Darren Sproles is time to retire. Thirty five. Yeah. You've had an amazing and career. And did he retire and then come back? Yes. You had an amazing career for a guy who's under five feet tall. Go retire. Uh, Ty Montgomery, you're not really a running back, so sorry. Isaiah Crowell. Uh, he has a history of concussions. Mm, that's sad. Yeah. Alfred Blue has a history of being Alfred Blue. <laughs> Bilal Powell has a history of backing up he, Isaiah Crowell. He actually he got a really bad neck injury, so I'm not sure what kind of condition he's in. Oh, that's the end of him. Doug Martin. Yeah. You know when it all went south for Doug Martin? When the when the Buccaneers drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make a great joke like that a beer and a half in. When he decided he wasn't gonna be called the muscle hamster anymore. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, that that's when it all went downhill. Javorius Allen, aka Buck Allen. Bye. Alfred Morris. He's a backup somewhere. You have a butler's name. Go find a job working for Bruce Wayne. Rod Smith. Remember how Rod Smith was the future of the Cowboys? He was going to be that third down versatile back behind every Cowboy running back ever. Get out. (laughs) Yeah. Carlos Williams. Remember him? Vaguely. Carlos Williams. Yeah, me too. Vaguely. Alex Collins is out there. Okay. Alex Collins is apparently not still in Baltimore because he's on this list. Corey Grant. Jaquiz Rogers. Oh. Sad, right? Yeah. A lot of these guys were the air quotes future. Yeah, and then and, it just doesn't work out or and they get now, hurt. And now they're bagging groceries. <laughs> Speaking of bagging groceries, Legarrett Blunt is out there. Oh. Uh Benny Cunningham. Who? Benny Cunningham. Remember, he was the future in the Rams when um Gurley was like eh in twenty seventeen. 
Oh. They were going to look at him. Uh, let's see. Who else? Jeremy Hill. Just too yeah. injury prone. You yeah, got to retire, broken. Jeremy. Save yourself. Cameron Artis Payne. You're too situational. Time to retire. Quote, air quotes, Fat Rob Kelly. Um, I went to college with a kid whose nickname was Fat Rob. So the Fat Rob, and this comes from a guy who weighs 350 pounds, just for the record. Um, the Fat Rob Kelly joke is just too easy. It's time to retire. Uh, Fozzie Whitaker. I don't want him to retire. Oh, I love his name. That name. He's 30, though, believe That's it or sad. not. Oh, uh, Taiwan Jones. I don't. T- Traveris Cadet is 30 and out there. So is Stephen Ridley. I did not know. Really? Re- yes. My brother has a dog named after him. <laughs> My brother named all of his pets after Patriots or Mets. All of them. Yeah. When Corey Dillon went to the, the Patriots, yeah, right, he named right. his dog Dillon. When Stephen Ridley was their starter, he had he, he named his other dog Ridley. Um, anyway, Jonathan Stewart. He still plays? I have a signed <laughs> Jonathan Stewart rookie card. <laughs> Is it worth anything? I think it's worth about $1.50. <laughs> it's in the Miami uniform, too. Oh. I did this thing where we go to uh, the National Sports Convention when it's in the area. Yeah. By the way, next year, 2020, it's in Atlantic City. We're going. My brother, myself, Keith is going. We're going to drag Sean. You should come with us. You have to Be commit a, a weekend. podcaster's trip. You have to commit a weekend. And you have to commit about three to four hundred dollars total because you're going to pay for a room in Atlantic City in August, and you're going to the <laughs> National Sports Collectors Convention. You're going to see something you're going to want now, to buy. Do we get to do we get to bet on them? What um, Keith bet on? Remember his? Uh... Oh, but it's in August. Oh, that's true. It's in August. The Never super mind. teaser? No, yeah. that was in September. There's nothing you could do oh. about the super teaser in September. <laughs> but yeah, no, you should come. This is the 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 event. Where my brother, and again, we say this every year, you got to put aside like a hundred bucks for that weird purchase that nobody else is going to understand. My brother found a picture where Mike Tyson, as the heavyweight champion, went to visit the 1987 New York Mets. (laughs) And there is a picture of Mike Tyson punching Daryl Strawberry in the face (laughs) while Doc Gooden laughs. And my brother found it and went, that's a really cool picture. And the guy running the booth went, I've got it signed for 150. And my brother went, I'll take it. Did Wait, not who think about it. Who was it signed by? It was signed by all three of them. <laughs> He's awesome. got it hanging in his dining room. How big is it? It's always, oh, it, it was poster sized. It was, Ooh. it was landscape poster sized. It is a gorgeous picture signed by Gooden Strawberry and Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's it awesome. Is gorgeous. You have to, you're going to find That's something awesome. at the national that you've never seen before. Um, the, the national has been very good to me. I go there and I, usually the, uh, all the, oh, that's right. You got the fancy card you sold the Mike Trout one yep. of 10. I got number six of 10. It was number six of 10. I turned around. I left, I, I used, I spent $4 on the pack of cards cause I just wanted to get a tops rebate that was there, which ironically enough was a Trent Richardson mini rookie. So really? you can see how that worked out. Wow. Um, <laughs> but I pulled a Mike Trout silk imprinted, Special edition six of ten limited. It was so limited that when I took it to the Beckett booth, Beckett wouldn't grade it. Beckett really? said to me, We can't tell you how much this is worth. And I'm like, This is what you do for a freaking living. How much is this card worth? I can't tell you that. It's too limited. It's impossible for me to tell you without seeing market data. Well, where's the market data? Well, the set's only been out on the, on the streets for about a month. So there's a good chance. So I go and talk to a dealer. He's like, yep, I've seen one of those so far on eBay. That's it. 
So he was like, so I'll give you 60 bucks for it right now. I said, what do you think it would go for in the open market? Honestly, he said, I'll probably move it for 150 to 200 bucks, depending on how the market goes. Mike Trout's really hot. And I said, I'll take the 60 bucks guaranteed. And he said, you're right. You're passing on the risk. I saw it six months later. It sold for like 180 bucks. But I got $60 in the moment guaranteed for a $4 purchase. I spent $4 a pack of cards, turned it into 60. So the Nationals have been very good to me. You should absolutely I come with us. Come with us. You got to clear it with your wife. Yeah, or is it okay care. if we take Craig to Atlantic City? She has headphones on. She has headphones on. She can't hear us. Or she's ignoring <laughs> us. Either way. Um, okay. And the last one, Andre Ellington signed a one-year deal in Tampa Bay. He used to be the answer in Arizona. So many of these names were the answer. Ridley. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Kelly. Hill. Cunningham. Rogers. Alex Collins. Buck Williams. Rod Smith. Alfred Morris. Doug Martin. All of these guys were the answer. Where did it all go wrong? Uh, I don't know. Injuries. Bad coaching. Bad offensive lines. I don't know. Yes. All, all, all of the above. above. And with that, final thoughts. Craig, go. Uh, hi, Deb. Oh, yeah. We totally forgot about hi, Deb. And we found a way to not make it insulting. So good for us. Yay. Um, so uh, my final thought, I'm just going to go back to the National. The National Sports Collectors Convention, Atlantic City Convention Hall in August 2020. It is hot. Very, very hot. And it's hot with heat, by the heat. way. It's not hot like, oh, my God, these things are great. I talk about this Mike Trout card I pulled. That I got 60 bucks for and was probably worth a lot more. I haven't looked at it yet. I bet you it's back on eBay for like 400 bucks. But that's beside we'll the point. We'll have to look that up afterwards. Yeah. Um, but seriously, if you're in the Northeast, you absolutely should check out the National Sports Collectors Convention. It bounces between here, Cleveland, and Chicago, and occasionally it goes out to the West Coast. Hundreds really? of vendors. Oh, yeah. Fantastic event. Um, definitely check it out when you have time. So, all right. Next week, we'll be back. We'll talk more free agent moves. We'll probably it's focus. It's going to happen. We'll pop, oh, God, wide receiver list I'm looking at is epically long already. Oh, yeah. Uh, will Jermaine Curse get signed before we meet next week? Will Maybe. Justin Hunter? What about Demarius Thomas? Is Demarius Thomas done? What about done. Des Bryant? You got to sign one. Which one do you take? I don't know. We'll find out next week. Until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. <laughs>